Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Kimberly Herbert has supported Independent Tech News directly for five years. Be like Kimberly. Become a DTNS member right now. Patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, April 1st, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. Our intern, Amos, is alongside as well today. How's it going, Amos? I am doing well. Happy uh, uh, April. It's uh, April Fool's Free Zone. We have no April Fool's stories. I'm not fooling you when I say that. Uh, that we know of. I feel like the internet calmed down this 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 year i mean we might have set the tone i have to say yeah, it was us. not it was not to us. take too much credit but like <laughs> yeah i i woke up today feeling like uh oh, it's gonna be one of those one of those april fool's days hmm. not really no it was fine yeah. uh so let's uh talk about a few tech things you should know and Cloud i'll play <laughs> sorry <laughs> All right. Cloudflare announced an update to their 1.1.1.1 app, which now integrates a VPN called Warp. Warp encrypts all internet traffic from a device to the point that it hits Cloudflare's network and then uses a Google developed protocol called QUIC, which builds on UDP to offer improved reliability, replacing transmission control protocol, also known as TCP. You might know that one. Cloudflare claims that using QUIC and reading traffic over their wide network will noticeably decrease page loads while offering improved security. Warp will be available in an update to the 1.1.1.1 app as of April 1st with paid plans available for greater access speeds. As far as we know, not an April Fool's joke. Not a very funny one if it was. No. Uh, Airbnb confirmed it has invested in India's hospitality services and booking aggregator OYO, O-Y-O, which sources say to TechCrunch is worth between $150-$200 million. In a late 2018 funding round, OYO was valued at $5 billion. The companies are exploring having some of OYO's 500,000 rooms across 13,000 hotels and 6,000 homes in eight countries listed on Airbnb. Let's talk... About Facebook, the Facebook PR machine was in. Oh, Tom, I'm so glad. Here this weekend. It's I know it's so been too long, long right? Yeah. yeah uh, right. Here's what Facebook was up to this weekend. 
in an interview with Axel Springer, we actually, we've got four things. So we'll go through them one by one and see what we think of them. Here's number one. In an interview with Axel Springer CEO Matthias Dopfner, Mark Zuckerberg said he wants to create a section of Facebook devoted to high-quality news. So a section of the website, like a tab. He even mentioned the idea of paying the publishers for the right to list their content there. <laughs> Uh, Facebook tested moving news content into an explore tab, but it ended that test back in March of last year. Uh, what do you, what do you think of, of Zuck kind of floating out this idea of like, Hey, we know you just passed a copyright directive in the EU for this, but we'll, we'll gladly pay you. I mean, I don't know, man, it for high quality news. I am used to paying a premium. That's how lots of news publications work. You wouldn't have to pay. Well, somebody would. Facebook would. The Facebook said it would be a non-revenue generating thing meant to just improve the quality of discourse in the world. So why wouldn't it be the news tab in general? Well, they want to create a high quality news tab where it's like well, the news okay, tab is what like, people are sharing with each other. That's your personalized news. The high quality news tab would be curated. This is stuff that you can rely on if you want even more news than just what's getting shared from your friends. Yeah, okay. Um, I sort of liken this to like when a, a laundry detergent is like extra strength and you're like, well, shouldn't it all be extra strength? Like high quality news, like Facebook, like clearly this is an issue that you have across your entire network this entire time. So uh, yes, high quality is better, but um it's confusing to me how it would be implemented. I, I, it's not, I think I understand what he's after. It's, it's basically okay. like you've got your news feed from your friends, right? Just the way it is now. And then you've got a tab that's sort of like, hey, uh, if you're worried that you know, your friends and relatives are feeding you a bunch of crap news uh, and you want to see the high quality stuff, you want to see curated stuff, you want to see stuff that's not just being passed around by your friends and family – Check this out. We've got a curated, high-quality section that's like Apple News Plus or like Google News uh, Tech Meme, where it's like we're pulling together the good stuff for you rather than you relying on your friends and family who you need to connect with for other reasons but may not be the best trusted place to get your news. I I would add just they would have a lot of – they would have a very huge uh, road to, to road to hoe because there's been just so much, um, there's so much around around news and Facebook, whatever combination that people would automatically put that into a question mark. Like, would I go here or would I just open a new tab and check, you know, a news source that I trust? Yeah, but like, if, uh, if Facebook were saying, because I know a lot of people who've requested this, I want someone to pull from multiple sources in a way that I trust. If they were able to pull that off, that would actually rehabilitate exactly yes, what you're Yes, it saying. would. And so, I think, I, yeah, it really it just see how it, the yeah. actual product looks. Listen, that's just it, one of the four. Yeah. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg oh. also published an op-ed in the Washington Post calling for internet regulation across four areas. Uh, he said, we need internet regulation worldwide against harmful content to preserve election integrity, to protect privacy, and to encourage data portability. He suggested creating third-party bodies to set standards governing the distribution of harmful content and having companies graded against those standards, privacy regulation in the mold of the EU's GDPR, and support for the data transfer project for standardizing data portability. Starting May 2nd, Facebook announced that a 
why am I seeing this post button will show up in the drop-down menu of every item in the newsfeed. So not just with ads now, but anything that's shared in your newsfeed from your friends and family, you can find out, okay, why is this showing up for me? Is it because I always like the things from my Aunt Esther? Is it because I once said that I really like uh, nachos. It'll it'll tell you all that sort of stuff. And uh, finally, Facebook said it deleted 712 accounts and 390 pages in India and Pakistan for inauthentic behavior. 549 of the accounts and 138 of the pages were said to be linked to India's Congress party. Congress said none of its official pages or any of the ones run by its verified volunteers were taken down. But there is an election coming up April 11th, so Facebook's trying to get ahead of that. Uh, pages removed in Pakistan were said to be run by employees of the Pakistani military's public relations relations arm, the Internet, the Inter-Services Public Relations Agency, or ISPR. Uh, so to sum up, we've got floating the ideas of, of curating news to improve the quality of news on Facebook. We've got an op-ed where Facebook says, please, we're big enough. We can take it. Regulate us. Help us out here so we don't always have to take the brunt of the criticism. Uh, and then you have explanations of the news feed coming and a crackdown uh, ahead of a very important election in India. I think uh, I think Facebook is trying very hard to convince people that's turned over a new tree. Um, you, you mean a new leaf? Oh, you mean a lot of leaves, Henson. like yeah. the whole tree. The entire uh, tree. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it were made. They've made promises before, and you know, and and subsequent release leaks shown that they haven't been as. There's no promises here, though. Oh, I know. I th- there's. But that's part of it. I mean, it's 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 easy to it's easy to say that you do something rather than do it. And so I think what well, they're saying you know, maybe we'll do this. They're saying please, uh, governments do that. They're saying we're doing this May second, and we just did this accounts and, and deletions. So there's, I, I there's just, no promises in here. There's no we might do it. Yeah, and uh, I think that I think that's that's part of it. It's I think at least from my from my point of view, until they actually do something substantial, all of this will always come. So off none of as, this is substantial enough for you. The the adding of the why am I seeing this post button and the deleting of seven hundred twelve accounts and three hundred ninety pages not substantive. Enough. I it, to me it just feels like you're patching up a, a, a leaky roof. You're not. I you're not. I I actually will say the why am I seeing this um, feature is going to be very helpful. When I am on Facebook today, you know, there are people from my past, family members, people I went to college with, high school, people that are in my life now, and we're all very different. And there is a, you sort of end up getting this sense of like, why, you know, why are, why am I seeing all this stuff? And I think that if you understand that, like, oh, yeah, it's my uncle that may have political views that are different than mine, like, sure, that makes sense. But but collectively, it ends up being sometimes a little bit of an issue. And to have more information about why you're seeing the things that you're seeing and why your newsfeed is the way that it is, and maybe it's upsetting you a little bit, maybe it isn't, that is good information to have. Well, yeah, because it can change your behavior of like, you know what, I'm not going to like that person's posts anymore because it's going to exactly. show up. Or, yeah. and, and we didn't mention this part of it, but there is also going to be a, a feature that you can say, oh, see this kind of thing first, unfollow these kinds of things, uh, change my newsfeed preferences. Like you'll be able to, to make some of those choices right from this dropdown menu information. Yoon Chang Hyun quit his lucrative researcher job at Samsung to start his own YouTube channel. 
Why are we talking about this? Well, I'll tell you. His story appears to be a bit of a trend, at least in South Korea. South Koreans had the shortest job tenure among member countries in the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, as of 2012. Now, this is just 6.6 years compared to the average of 9.4 years And if you're looking at Japan, 11.5 years. The survey also showed just 55% of South Koreans were satisfied with their jobs, the lowest rate in the entire OECD. You know, I'm watching uh, one of the most popular, if not the most popular show in South Korea right now called Sky Castle. It's entirely about uh, the pressures that families put on their children to succeed in their exams, to get into a good college, etc. So it's it's funny, like, I get, like, maybe that's why that show is so popular, because it is such a big pressure and a big part of life there. And this shows that some kids are, are saying, you know what, enough, I, I don't want to go into the system and become a manager at Samsung. Uh, I, right. I, I want to move out to a farm. Uh, this Reuters story said a lot of folks are more folks are moving out into the countryside, yeah, very now, much so. which used to be taboo. Like, oh, you're from the countryside. You're so low class. But they, you know, the tide is changing there. And YouTube as one of those things that allows people to do that, I think is really fascinating. You know, and it's interesting because like like other developed countries, South Korea has typically higher youth unemployment versus the general employment figures, typically two to three times higher. And uh, their jobs tend to be more precarious. You might have a job, but whether or not you'll have it for the same length of time, say, as your father, who had that same position, Mm -hmm. is also a big question mark. And so I think what you see here in Korea is probably a more extreme example, but generally all over, where people say, well, why am I literally working myself to death if my position in 10 years time is not going to be any better than it is today like it, there there's definitely a a shift in like you know going and and running through the entire kind of academic gauntlet to secure a job doesn't mean that job is secure anymore i and mean you see I would add big- to that you also have an alternative yes. right and more so than ever uh and maybe not so much with the farming but youtube is a thing where like well i could try that that's something I could do. I, you know, I, it, it's it's risky, but there may have not even been any f- viewable alternative uh, for the generation before. And uh, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, South uh, the South China Morning Post had a story from December of last year, which indicated that uh, eight out of ten Korean millennials wanted to leave the country if they could like immigrate out to, mm. to somewhere else, because I think there's just a level of dissatisfaction that you get when uh, you're, you're kind of pressured into doing a lot basically. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to step back here and put a little of myself into this story as a Confucian culture. There's definitely a lot of influence through East Asian societies, whether it's China, Taiwan, Korea, uh, Japan, and at some point, you kind of get sick of people telling you what your life should do, be mm-hmm. and the way to do it. Like you want to just take control and say, all right, I'll let me make my decisions instead of trying to fill your expectations. I think you see a little bit of that here. Yeah. And and, and again, I, I'm just Absolutely. going based on a very popular television show, but it's a reflection of culture. And that is the theme of Sky Castle is the parents are making decisions for children to set them up for success, but it's the kind of success that the parents think is the only kind of success that matters. So, Google announced new features for Gmail, celebrating 15 years since the email service was launched. Uh, that's right. 
Gmail has been around 15 years today. Users will now have the option to schedule emails from the Compose window. This is something you could do with plugins and such, but now it'll be native uh, to Gmail. Gmail's Smart Compose feature is coming to all Android users. Pixel folks had it. Now everybody on Android's getting it. And they said it's going to come to iOS. They didn't say exactly when. They said soon. Smart Compose can also now suggest subject lines adapt to a user's writing style, whether you're more formal or informal, that kind of thing. And they are adding support beyond English uh, for uh, Spanish, French, Italian, and Portuguese smart compose. So you can start writing in Spanish and it'll start suggesting things in Spanish now. You know, when I first read this, I was like, 15 years, that's impossible. 2004? No, that's about right. And and there was a time when it was like, Lynn at gmail.com. People be like, what mail? Hotmail? Yahoo mail? What kind of mail? You know, like now it's, it's, if you don't have a Gmail account, it's almost a little strange. Um, and, uh, you know, going forward to today, I love the smart compose stuff. I know it some is. people hate it. I know some people turn it off. I love it. It it's, almost always knows what I want to say. It's super handy. And yeah. I will say explicitly when I'm holding a child in one arm and I'm using my phone with the one hand, I don't need to type the whole response. Like, oh, perfect. I'll select that one. Send. Yeah, I know. It. It. I mean, there, there are many times where I'm like, mm, it was close, but it wasn't far off from what I was actually going to say as a sentence. Yeah, I find that it's good at finishing my sentences. Mm. It's it, it sort of, I use it as a shortcut. When I when a sentence is going to finish in a predictable way, it's really good at saying the last few words. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It speeds me up a little. I don't find it useful much of the rest of the time. Really? At this point, anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Guess you're just a... Uh... Somebody who doesn't work with, with inside an algorithm, Tom. I'm not Tom. smart enough for the composed. <laughs> exactly. You don't want Gmail putting words in your email. No, it just it either it, often it just doesn't suggest anything. Yeah. Really? I have, I have a lot of snappy comebacks, so I guess that's why it suggests them. Right, me. yeah. Like so many times I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was going to say anyway. Thank you. In an email media statement, Apple Senior Vice President of Hardware Engineering Dan Riccio announced that Apple was canceling its previously announced Air Power wireless charging mat. We talked about this on the show briefly on Friday because it was breaking news. Riccio cited failure to achieve high standards for the reason. Air Power was originally announced in September of 2017, so it's been kind of up in the air for... A couple of years now. Most speculation is that Apple could make the pad work, but it had problems with either overheating, wireless interference, possibly both. The AirPower was using multiple coils to charge devices with different charging systems at the same time. Yeah, if you're like, wait a minute, I didn't hear you talk about this on Friday. It was on our Good Day Internet program, which uh, is yes, a longer yes. version I sh- I uh, made of that, us getting ready for the clear. show and yes. right after the show uh, that you can only get as a patron, uh, patreon.com slash DTNS. But uh, to kind of expand on this for those who heard it Friday and, and, and also introduce it to everybody else, from what I can tell, the idea was that AirPower worked great. That's why they went ahead and announced it. They thought, oh, we just need to bring down the interference and, and overheating. We can definitely make that work. We'll, we'll be able to hit certification standards. Uh, and a few things I read said uh, suggested that they just could not get 
FCC certified, that they could not get the interference down low enough. Uh, in other words, it worked fine, but it wouldn't meet standards. Uh, other people like John Gruber have said that they've heard that overheating was a, was a big issue that they couldn't get under control either. Uh, it's not impossible that it was both. But because they were trying, instead of having Qi wireless charging for everything, if you're like, well, wait, there's so many other chargers out there. Why, why didn't they just do what they do? They were trying to make it so that you could drop your Apple Watch, your AirPods, and your phone on there. And there were different charging styles for those devices. So they were trying to make all of that work together. A little bit of Apple proprietariness seems to have tripped them up. If they had standard Qi wireless in all three of their devices, they could have just made a standard Qi wireless pad and it wouldn't have been as much of a problem. At least that's what it seems from what I've read. Mm -hmm. In its annual update regarding Android security, Google reports that 0.04%, so not 4%, 0.04% of all downloads from Google Play were classified as potentially harmful applications. Now, that still is a rise. In 2017, it was 0.02%. However, Google attributed part of the growth to tracking more categories. For instance, Google began tracking click fraud apps in 2018 for the first time, and click fraud was the highest number of installed potentially harmful apps that they found in this report. So if you add in a whole new category that's your most popular category, you would expect the number to go up. Uh, that's a few tens of millions of app downloads, 0.04%. Sideloading seems to be the biggest risk. Google noticed that 0.08% of devices that used Google Play exclusively for app downloads were affected by potentially harmful apps. However, on the preventative side, Google said that Google Play Protect prevented 1.6 billion potentially harmful app installation attempts from outside of Google Play. So it does seem like they're putting a dent in things, uh, but... And the numbers are small. Yeah, you know, when it, when overall, it, when right? That's a, yeah. Don't lose sight of that. Like, it's there, there's a rise in the overall number because they've added some more categories. They seem to be putting a dent in some of the previous categories as those are declining. And the numbers are very small. Even though it's tens of millions of downloads, if you're careful and don't sideload apps... If you are selective about what apps you download and only download from places that you're familiar with or have heard about or seem legitimate, you're, it's, it would be very hard to get a potentially harmful app through the Google Play Store. However, um, obviously, reports like this come out because things do happen to people. You mm-hmm. do get harmful apps, even if you're in a minority. So as somebody who is not in the Android ecosystem, Roger, I know you are, um, but, how much is this sort of a, besides looking at some stats and being like, Oh, okay. How much do people complain about this? I, I generally don't really worry about that stuff. Part of partly is because I download so few uh, apps in general. Um, I, I, you know, I get location, I get whatever streaming service I have. And then, you know, something to budget my time and, and, and a few other things. But typically I stay away from a lot of the games, which usually seem to be the biggest culprits, whether mm-hmm. it's a freemium or other kind of like free-to-play game where people just download it because it looks fun. I usually don't have any time or any place to really play that. So it's not something on my radar. Um, but, you know, it, it is it – is con- it, it, it should just basically – Put a uh, put a warning to most people. Just you know, be careful about what you download. Most people don't sideload, which uh, makes the Google App Store so important on on the way they kind of curate it. But you know, 
I, between me and five other people who use Android, I don't think anyone of us have have encountered an application that's that's been yeah. rogue or, or you know, weird. Beatmaster in the chat room was asking how many downloads that is. Uh, the 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 best estimate, as far as TechCrunch can say, is Sensor Tower estimates seventy five point seven billion Android downloads in twenty eighteen. So zero point zero four percent of that would be about thirty point three million downloads, which makes it sound like a lot. It does, but well, and it is the majority of the world's nine yeah. billion people, and half of those are internet users, and ninety percent of them are Android users. Maybe uh, th- those numbers aren't right, but there's a lot of people using Android, so you're going to have a small percentage end up with a lot of downloads. Uh, but then, how many of those downloads are actually harmful? There's p- the potentially harmful, and there's harmful. A lot of it is things like click fraud, which is not harmful to the user, but harmful to other people. Uh, so your your chances of actually getting malware seem to be avoidable, I guess would be my point here. Well, I've got some good news (laughs) for some of you anyway. THX announced it will debut its large format THX Ultimate Cinema by the summer at the Regency Westwood Village Theater here in LA. The format features dual laser 4K Barco projectors and a THX THX certified 7.1 immersive sound system. So essentially, THX is taking on IMAX, and also Dolby. THX pledges to master at least 30 films per year for its system, and the projectors are compatible with other movies as well. Yeah, this is cool, because we, we don't get to talk about projector tech a lot, and there, uh, according to the same gadget story, about 18 different uh, widescreen projector technologies out there. IMAX and Dolby are, are the most popular. They're the ones you're most likely to run across. But THX is, is pretty pretty well known uh so you may you may notice that one where you might not notice one of the others and it does seem like that should be what theaters do is go to these wider screen higher resolution better sounding immersive theaters to get you to come in because that's when it's fun when you're in a like really comfy seat with a little bit of rumble and a huge screen that you could never have at home that that's the kind of thing that makes me think, oh, this is worth leaving my house for because I could never replicate this back at home. Also, it wasn't that long ago that THX was like the coolest. Remember? With THX Star Wars audio. Yeah. Just yeah. the audio. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we just moved past having good audio be the coolest, right? And it went from from that to, oh, we have to have 7.1 surround. We have to have Dolby Atmos. We have to have these right, big right. screens with this wall of sound coming at you. It's just, it's totally evolved. Folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, there's an easy way to do it. Go subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. If you hang out on Facebook, well, we've got good news. We've got a Facebook group for you. Facebook.com slash groups slash DailyTechNewsShow. Yes, indeed. And we like getting emails from you at feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Why, Sarah has one now. In fact, I do. And this one comes from somebody who wanted to stay anonymous, and that is perfectly fine. Thank you anyway for writing in. Anonymous says, I was listening to episode 3497. You guys were talking about the FCC crackdown on the robo-dialing scammers. I am a software developer in the telco industry specifically for a company that does robocalls. We, however, do the legal stuff like appointment reminders and recall alerts. This industry is surprisingly small. Everybody knows everybody. So I have a bit of insight into the FCC fines and those affected. 
The main provider of the robo service who was knowingly facilitating the spam calls was using a shell company designed to be burned. Signed from paying his fine, if he does, he or she anyway. The ruling will likely not affect the main business at all. It's also the only named party that was named as required to pay the full fine. None of the other named parties, spoofers. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Are actually required to pay their full fine because they simply don't have the money. This will likely, they will likely do the same thing, shutting down their company, make it a new name, start dialing it again, ASAP. Yeah, there's there's two things going on here. One is the fines generally aren't collected and therefore don't have a lot of the punitive punch uh, that they would otherwise. And the other thing is these, these companies can shut down their organization and reorganize under another name rather quickly. Uh, So even if you shut down a bunch of them, it doesn't mean they stay shut down. Thank you, anonymous industry person, for sharing your expertise with us. More Uh, more of you, more of you. Yes, more of you, (laughs) even if it's a sad thing like that. Uh, We also got Andrew, the automotive engineer, DTNS fan from Columbus, Ohio, writing in saying, hey, longtime listener and patron here happens to live in Columbus. You guys have been an integral part of my daily commute to work every morning for five years. I'm so excited to finally be able to write in about something. Woohoo! 
On episode 3499, you guys discussed the Columbus, Ohio story about the Smart City Initiative, and everyone was wondering why Columbus was chosen, and I jumped with excitement at my chance to write in. I work as a design engineer for a big automaker who happens to have a 2,500-plus employee R&D facility and three major factories just outside of Columbus. Because of this, roughly 15,000 employees commute 30 miles on the same stretch of highway every day, each direction. So, as you can imagine, there's a lot of interest in the community for autonomous driving and electrification. Mm -hmm. The Columbus Smart City Initiative has partnered with automotive industry here and plans to utilize that same 35 miles of highway between Columbus and the factories to conduct autonomous infrastructure design and testing. You can check out 33smartcorridor.com for that. The first step of this was a smart intersection that was fully autonomous a few months ago. Uh, There's a story from the dispatch that he's got for us there. Eventually, the plan is to leverage the automaker's presence in the region as a way to gather meaningful data due to all the traffic and existing research being conducted and hopefully make our commutes better with self-driving cars someday. Of course, I will still be listening to DTNS every day, but maybe eventually you guys will discuss the latest in tech news and chip toppings while I'm working on a laptop, (laughs) riding along in an autonomous car. One can hope. Andrew... Uh, if there's anything we can deliver to you, it's that. Yes. Chip news <laughs> and chip toppings. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody who, who writes in. Uh, we love you all. And uh, uh, Tom? What 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 else can we tell our prospective patrons? Listen, if you're out there listening to the public feed of DTNS and you're not a DTNS Patreon, we need your help. Uh, we fell just short of our goal of one more patron than last month. Um and I hate I wouldn't I would never blame you, but you can make it up right now. If we can just get two more than last month, I'll feel okay about it. Uh, and you get all kinds of cool stuff. If you're a patron of us for three months running, you will at at, at the two highest levels, you can get either a poster or a mug with the DTNS five year anniversary logo on it. Uh, those are going to start going out to people who were patrons as of January first. Uh, they've even been sending some emails to verify addresses and that sort of thing. So start now uh, and, and check out all the other benefits that you get there at patreon.com slash DTNS, including Good Day Internet, which has all the chip topping talk. Indeed, it does. We also love your feedback. Your feedback makes us breathe. I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. Feedback at dailytechnewshow.com is where to send those emails. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.